Welcome everyone to the Reflection Artist Live podcast hosted by myself, Justin Lobato. Set your calendars to tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Pacific Time where I will be bringing you industry spotlight interviews live from my active detail shop or an industry event. So if you're curious about who is who and what is what in the detail industry, don't forget to subscribe and tune in every Wednesday for some of the most exclusive interviews. Okay. So we are officially live. Uh, today is December 8th. It's Wednesday. This is Reflection Artist Live, episode number 55. And we have special guest with us, Greg Masterson. Uh, and, you know, Greg Masterson, of, uh, creative director of Masterson's Car Care, a business expert and entrepreneur in the industry. He's been in the industry for over 16 years. And he got started, which he'll tell you, of course, but he got started in, in his late teen years doing mobile detailing, just like the majority of us for quite a few years running a successful mobile detailing business. But, you know, we want to dive in for those who don't know Greg to get to know him and for those who may know of Greg uh, to get to know him better. And for the person that he is uh, outside of, of course, social media and the brands that, that he is always representative. So. Greg, thank you for joining us today. Uh, on behalf of, of course, myself and Buffenshine, thank you for being on. And um, let us know. Tell us how it all got started in the wonderful world of detailing for you. Oh, they, thank you very much. Thank you very much for everybody for uh, having me on, man. This is a, a really cool event. I love doing podcasts, and uh, this is going to be a really cool uh, podcast with Justin. So thank you very much for inviting me on. Also, I love the picture of you in the background. For you guys who are watching this and not just a <laughs> cool picture um, of uh, Justin just, just hammering away on some paint right behind you. So super cool, man. I love it. Thank you. Uh, so a little bit about me for you guys that are listening. My name is Greg Masterson. I'm actually the creative director here. At Masterson's Car Care. We're actually a manufacturer of detailing supplies. We sell in 33 countries around the world. And uh, my job is actually to set up cool stores like this one that you guys can see behind here. Uh, this is the store that uh, I actually work at to Anaheim, California location right next to Disneyland. Uh, so a little bit about me. Uh, I've actually been in detailing pretty much my whole entire life. Um, I've actually loved cars since I was a very young age. It's like one of my biggest passions. And I, I, I was actually thinking about this, how to set this up a, a couple of days ago. And, you know, in my life, I've actually lived like three lives. I've lived a life of an artist. I lived the, I've lived the life of a worker and I've lived the life that I am right now where I just love doing business. So, um, you know, a little bit about me, I've loved cars since I was young. Uh, I could pretty much like say BMW before I could say mommy. And, and I just, uh, you know, my, my mom always, you know, tells people like how, you know, when I was young, I could just walk through parking lots, just like, you know, two years old and point out, you know, cars, just Mercedes, BMW, Ford, Chevy, Toyota, just like that. Right. And, um, it's, it's pretty cool. I just really love, love the automobile, something about it, uh, something about the machine just really just brought me in. And, uh, so ever since I was young, I always loved just being around cars. I remember, I think like the first, like 16 years of my life was just like waiting to have more fun with cars, you know, because as you know, Justin, cars are such a fun thing to be around, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I had personally micro machines and I, that's, that's you know, matchbox cars were cool. But when I was growing up, 
micro machines for micro machines. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a, had a bunch of them, man. Yeah. <laughs> me and my brother, That's like seeing your favorite car this big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me and my brother had like the whole like box with all the little micro machines. Yep. It was so cool. And uh, so I, I just loved cars and like my fate, my, one of my first memories of like detailing was when I was like seven and I was actually like at my grandparents' house and I was washing, my grandfather had a bunch of classic Mercedes at the time, like five, and we were washing one of them. And my grandfather was like, hey, you need to go faster. And I was thinking to myself, and I thought about that for like years later, right? And for me, I was thinking to myself, what, but why do we need to go fast? Like the job's not done. You know, like something's wrong here, something's missing. And it took like me like 10 years later to realize, hey, that's what detailing is, is that someone else wanted to just get the car washed. And in reality, I was trying to like detail that car. I was trying to make sure that that section was looking really good. It wasn't just a wash. It, we were detailing the vehicle. And so later on in life, I realized that that's really what got me into detailing is it wasn't just a quick wash. Every job is a detail, right? Like a 30 minute wash turns into a two day job. Yeah. <laughs> And so, uh, so that's how, you know, I really got into detailing and, you know, a little bit later, skip forward in life. Um, uh, you know, when I turned 18, I actually, you know, thought this would be a great business to get started. Uh, detailing, whoever's listening to this detailing is, is the easiest entry barrier to entry level of any business that you could go out there. Um, you know, just an example, Justin, do you know how much it costs to open a Starbucks? No. So just so there's a fixed rate on it due to business plan and everything else. Yeah, there's a lot. You know, just imagine this just to open a Starbucks, you have to have over $2 million liquid in oh, your crap. bank account. Yeah, in your bank account. And then we just went, just went PG 13. We're just talking, I forgot you're like, oh, dude. Yeah, $2 million liquid just to start, just for even to be considered to be a franchise owner with a Starbucks, right? So, you're thinking like when you're 18 years old, like my goal is to own a business and to, to make businesses produce money. And you're, I'm thinking this 18 years old and I'm looking at other business owners and I'm thinking like, fuck, like, I know like that's a lot of money. And even that is like, a, yeah. a lot. And, 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 yeah. and, and, and to me, unrealistic honest, at 18, right? Unrealistic at 18. Yeah. Now we think about it like at $2 million, it's not that much money, you know, but when you're 18, that's like the world. And you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, what could I do with dollars? <laughs> right? What I would do with that at 18, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, looked at all the, the, the businesses that you can run at one time. And, you know, what are the basic entry barrier to entry businesses that you could get into? It's going to be car washing, lawn mowing, right? And yeah. small food sales, like that would be like running a hot dog stand. Now, yeah. uh, there people was listening to this, like, hey man, like, what's that? Well, I've I've spent my whole life studying businesses. Like, I read the book Think and Grow Rich at a real young age. And um, with businesses, you want to start small and scale up. You know, you want to work and grow your business. Uh, the owner of, uh, you know, let's say Starbucks wasn't running Starbucks. So <laughs> it just started out probably just making coffee somewhere really yeah. small way. So I thought detailing was a great way to get into business. 
to structure a business. It's such an easy thing. You're only offering one or two or three different services. And it, it's so easy to buy the equipment and it's so easy to get started. And the licensing is minimal. You can pretty much get started in detailing for less than like a thousand dollars, like yeah. with everything, yeah. you know, if you have a vehicle, you're already like, mobile. And so, um, you know, when I was 18, before I even graduated high school, I was like, Hey man, like, let's just go set up a detailing business. So I just went and registered a mobile detailing business and I started detailing. <laughs> and, uh, um, I had already had a lot of previous experience detailing for four or five years, even before that with paint correction and polishing. And this was before the internet really had information on detailing. The only information out there was auto geek website and, uh, com. uh, little, little weird McGuire stuff that was out there, you know, like deep on their website, just little tiny snippets from magazines. That's really just what was out there. That's all anybody knew about detailing. And I had actually gotten very good at paint correction. And I really wanted to start offering that service out there. So what I did was I literally just started detailing cars, taking pictures of them, and then showing them to people, posting them on the internet. And people were messaging me in my, in my area. were like, hey, man, I have a car. I don't know anybody that can do that. Um, how much do you charge? And I just gave them great prices. And it started building from there. And uh, eventually, all I was doing was like, uh, paint correction. It was like a car every two days. It was like a two, two day, uh, setup. I was doing, it was like a wash and a clay and a prep and like a half polish one day. And then the second day it was, um, uh, it was, um, uh, the final polishing and then the ceiling and the interior. And it was like, boom. And I was pumping these out a lot. Nice. So I started actually working at a small shop, uh, like renting it from uh, somebody else, subleasing a small bay for just a couple hundred bucks. And eventually I started moving up with some vans. And by the end of a few years later, it was uh, three vans and five employees. And we were just running around, just doing cars like crazy, man. Do you still maintain the the shop setting for the, the right scenario of the vehicles coming in or did it all go mobile for you? Uh, I still, I eventually just transitioned it all mobile and a huge proportion of the mobile was like waterless. That was something that went really big at the time was us being able to do waterless detailing. Now I'm here like people that are watching this, uh, I know a lot of people have like foam cannons and big trucks. Well, for us, um, we found out that a lot of our customers were just very happy and wanted waterless detailing on their car collection. They might have like five, six cars and four of those cars don't get driven. Yeah. But waterless wash is great. And they just, they just want the dust gone. They want it clean. They want to just be able to feel their whole car collection clean. I know that's, yep. like, uh, uh, it's hard for somebody to imagine that like, man, like what it must feel like to have like five or six cars and all of them be clean. It's yeah. gotta feel so good. And uh, that's where we did a lot of service on that. So uh, a few years later, um, uh, you know, I was actually working uh, for one of our customers that we actually did all of the jobs for him for like a year. And um, one of my guys called in sick. So I went and did that job with another one of our employees. So I'm watching the car and this guy came out. He's like, hey, man, like, I've never seen you here before, Um, (laughs) you know, 
but you know, the other guy is always here. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's out sick. You know, my name's Greg. So we're, we're doing it. And he, he said, the other guy didn't talk, but I talked. So we're, we're talking the whole time. And that guy ended up finding out that I was actually the owner of that business, of that mobile detailing business. And he started asking me more in-depth questions like, you know, what do you do? What are your customers? <laughs> Who are your customers? Uh, like, you know, the demographic. Um, and he was actually from out of the country. And uh, he was asking me like how much money you make, how much money this van makes, how much, you know, he was asking me like complex questions. Yeah. And and, and I, I kind of gave him some good answers. So um, the the next week, um, the, the employee called me and he said, Hey man, like, uh, the guy here wants to talk to you again, you know, can you come down? So like, I came down and I just told him, you know, we, we had a talk and we went to lunch. He ended up actually offering me a price to buy that business, which was actually great for me because I was actually looking to do more things. And I had met more people in the detailing industry and I was doing more consulting with business growth. And so this, uh, uh a person just actually bought my whole business from me, <laughs> my vans, my employees, my customers, um, and actually ran with it and had a great success with the business. And um, from there, I was end up doing consulting and I worked with other uh, people like uh, chemical guys. I mean, you mentioned chemical guys and actually work with a lot of other businesses doing private consulting as well on how to grow uh, other businesses and how to market and how to bring other products to market. Um, about that time, about 2000, um, that was like the um, early, you know, early 2010s ish. Yeah. Um, I uh, uh, really started doing uh, marketing and experimenting with marketing through video marketing. And, yeah. like, you know, for, for everybody who's watching this, like for you to pick up a website, um, uh, for you to pick up a website and for you to pick up a video, the difference in Google for you to pick up a video is 900 times more likely that you're going to see the video than a website. And it was even more back in like the early 2010s. So we, me, I uh, started giving, you know, cons consulting to other companies about video. You should run video. And one of those companies, Chemical Wise, asked me, hey, can you just make some videos for us? And I started making some videos for them and it just took off. And yeah, uh, uh, yeah. and so that's, it's, it's insane how marketing uh, can bring a detailing company or can bring actually any company, whether you sell hot dogs or you sell wax can take you to the next level, Justin. It's, it's no, no, I agree. I mean, watching, you know, when you go now and you back, you know, backlog into those days of, of video, there was a significant amount of video. And for that track record, it shows the, the performance and, and success of what video can do. Yeah. Where, you know, not even just for the chemical guys brand, you know, we we fast forward to like this day and age with social media and like top code f11 you know not you know to throw just some weird one out there but they did a really good job at putting video content on social media and in turn they got a huge return on the investment even though it wasn't the best of product on the market it wasn't a premium it was a mediocre but their marketing for through video absolutely drew people in to spend money and yeah, it's great. It's great. And, and now what I do is I work with Masterson's Car Care and, and we're a family-based company that we do all the manufacturing here in California, which is so great. Uh, we manufacture all of our own product here in the USA, which is like such a cool thing for me to work with, with all the manufacturing we do here because of the supply chain issues that we're experiencing with the, with the world right now, right? There's so many people out there um, and I was actually going to do a video about this just in a few days, how um, I live in California and literally right only about 
maybe about half an hour from us is the port of Long Beach, which is like the biggest port in the United States. And it's backed up with everybody's Christmas gifts and everybody's products. And there's other companies out there right now that um, other detailing shops where they might get their products from overseas. And we've, they don't have product right now. They're, they're out of towels, brushes, uh, tire shine. They're out of a lot of that stuff, but it's so great that, you know, we, I work for a company here that makes the product in California so we can get the product to people and it's made in the USA. So same thing with like Buff and Shine or Buff and Shine products made in the USA. It's such a great feeling to be able to just supply customers on demand with yep. products and not be affected by the supply chain issues of the worldwide. No, that, it's, it's, it's helped dramatically. The conversations I've had with Julio back at the plant, it's one of those things that being American made makes a world of a difference because you're not having to rely on on others outside of the country who may be going through the issues of supplies and things of that nature that slow it down and and or put a stop to it and then you're stuck how are you going to make money if you can't get the materials right yeah 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 so you know now um you know with working here on master sales car care we've had great success just bringing out the products and i, I love just making videos and uh now what i do is i assist other people and other companies, as well as Masters Car Care, with setting up and expanding their business and really taking their business to that next level. That's one of the things uh, that's super important. Uh, Anybody who's watching this knows that eventually you'll be running a business and it'll get stuck at one level. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of people say that it's the hardest, the hardest part of any business is making the first million. That's what, that's what they say is the first million is really hard, but um, there's a lot of entrepreneurs and I've met a lot of entrepreneurs where they work so hard to get to that million, right? And then they might plateau with that million. But how do you take a business from a million to 5 million or from 1 million to a billion? That's the real the real question. And that's the real tough thing. And that's where I'm, I'm really working with now with other companies is how do you take a business that's already big and make it bigger. That's, that's a crazy thing. You know, startups, you can start up a business so easy. And once uh, this is like, you know, the craziest thing as I talk to a lot of people is, you know, we're lucky we live in the United States. It is so easy to start a business here. You can just literally take 500 bucks and you could start a business today. If anybody's watching this and they are thinking about running a mobile detailing business, you could literally start a mobile detailing business today with 500 bucks and a car and uh, just go to your local, um, you know, uh, city hall or city uh, uh, council area, set up your business license, boom, you're detailing. Uh, you could get some insurance over a phone. It's that easy, right? Um, but large scale business growth, you know, once you already have something such established, yeah, into that much higher level. That's a different animal. That's a different animal. And it doesn't just take like one person. It takes a team of people. It takes like a lot of people. And that's something I really like working with now. And I'm really excited to work with for 2022 is to work and develop more teams of people that can do things that I do and copy that. Yeah. Uh, that's the, the one thing that I'm really excited for in the future, man. Is, is I work- think a lot of business owners hold back on that because they don't want to let go of their they feel that they're, you know, not, yes, it's their responsibilities, but they can have a hard time letting go thinking that somebody else can duplicate that same task for that responsibility. And it can be duplicated. One, you got to let go a little bit. And two, you just got to train them and educate them properly on what 
those demands are to meet or exceed the expectations of that task. Yeah. And then that's where that team building effort goes into play. And you start duplicating that and you look, you know, four months, six months, a year and what you've done. And now you have two, three people taking that workload off you to where you're able to do the other stuff that helps build the business, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, that's the one thing about um, uh, detailing is all maybe like over 90 five percent maybe even more of the detailing business owners they're very small business owners it's actually even smaller than small it's actually almost what i call like micro business and like i personally love that type of business like i'm the type of person that studies business where my ideology is i want to keep it all small and i'd rather have something that produces that is small and produces like massive income right like like my like um like my I guess would say perfect business would be like a taco shop. That's like a hundred square feet that produces like 3 million a year. Right. Like this little tiny taco shop with like a line out the door, just producing massive income. Why do you need like a Walmart sized taco shop? Right. You can just run this little tiny one. Um, I like that micro business type of, of setup and yeah. detailing owners that I've worked with over the years. Uh, they're very, they want to hold on very tight. They don't want to show people their secrets, right? But in turn, if you run that method, your business will stay micro because um, it will never expand out. You'll never be able to scale that up. And the business owners that are watching this, um, you know, that want to take their business to the next level, the scaling is the only way to do that. And they have to let go. So there's, and there's, there's really, I mean, let's face it. There's really no secrets. There's no secret formula. There's no secret method or process. I mean, it's, you know, start to finish. There's a process. Yes. That process can be duplicated, whether it has a little bit of a, of a, a spin to it from an individual, but if you're getting the same end results, that's what matters, right? And that's what you're getting paid for. So it's really no secret to that. Did I lose you, Greg? We'll see. Hope we didn't lose it. There you go. I got you. Back. Yes. Yes. Was it me? Uh, I have a hard connection. Unless are you uh, on Wi-Fi? I'm on a hard connection. Yeah. I don't know. That was it. Anyway. So uh, yeah, sometimes it happens. Uh, so the um, uh, sorry, refresh it. We were talking about. Uh, as, oh gosh, that threw me off completely. As far as um, damn, that whole oh connect, that whole disconnect just completely. I know what it was. Is the micro business of people letting go, and so one of the things is that that's, that's so right. that's so important. Like that's cool for me, is working with larger scale business owners that have already let go a little bit of that. And you were talking about the process, um, like um, detailers under thinking that the process is the secret. And the secret to detailing that I believe is not the process. And I, I tell this to all the people in my classes that I teach is that as a professional detailer, you wanna be selling time. And, and time, if you sell time, that will bring you the most success. And that's what gave me the most success with my mobile detailing is I sold people time. Like the guy who bought my mobile detailing business, the reason he bought my mobile detailing business was because I was always there. My guys were always there on time every week. He had four cars, four or five cars, and our van came and did the cars every week. 
at like six in, or five 30 or six in the morning every Saturday. So he was like number one customer that Saturday, every week. Then he tipped good. It was like, he had that spot booked in for that van. Um, he, that's what got us the success was the selling of the time that this family or this person knew that his cars were going to get washed every Saturday at that time, no matter what. And, you know, the craziest thing is I think about this right now and I'm in California right now, Justin, like right now I'm in Los Angeles, I'm about 30 minutes outside of Los Angeles, right next to Disneyland. I don't know any detailer that I could call right now and that would come and detail my car, like that's parked right outside right now, today, sometime today, and give me a great price. And I know that they do a good job and they'd come on time that they said. It's that crazy of an open industry right now. So if like wow. anybody's listening to that, I mean, I tell people on another podcast that I do a weekly that I wish I had a deep, I have like five cars right now. I'm like that same guy, this old customer. I wish I had a detailer that could come and help me out with those cars sometimes. Cause I just had a new baby. Sometimes yep. I'm busy. Sometimes I just maybe want all my cars washed at once and I need someone to come do it. I might be busy. Right. So I, I know nobody that could do that for me. Isn't that insane, Justin? That is. That's, you know, that's the, that's the other side of it, right? You know, like you had mentioned earlier, you, 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 you run lean, but you run mean by producing high volume and good revenue because you're keeping it so lean. I like that idea, but it's also the work ethic that follows that, right? You know, it's just be, because it's a low barrier entry, yeah, anybody could start it, but there's a lot of people who love to start crap, but not finish it. You know what I mean? Like they get in the moment of the hype of, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be successful. All that's good in the moment. But then when you actually start to execute the plan and you realize it takes time, that's when people start to pull out and give up and not give a crap. And I think that's the issue is that people get into it and then they realize, yeah, there is work. Yeah. But there's also responsibility that follows being on time. And a lot of them, there's always an excuse that follows. I understand right. Your area, especially traffic is crappy. The traffic, it takes forever to get anywhere. But yeah. if you know the area well enough, you also know how to time it properly, right? Yeah, it's all, it's all part, it's all experience and parts of business. And that's something that I, I, mean, I talk about on a business podcast weekly about that. That's so, something that's so important. It's like building customer relation and, uh, um, you know, being on time. <laughs> and that's, I believe selling time as a detailing uh, service, like, you know, selling the time is the, the winner, you know, uh, because everybody wants a clean car, but the reason I want a clean car is so I can spend more time with my son or so I can spend more time with my wife or so instead of washing my car, I can wash myself and maybe, I, maybe I'm a dirty person. <laughs> I need to get cleaned up. Maybe I need to go get a haircut. Maybe I need, maybe I just need to just scrub myself or something, take an hour long shower. You know, you only got 24 hours in a day. You might need to trade that time a little bit. And if you're a mobile detailer out there, I think selling time is important. You know, uh, it will really change your business forever, man. Yeah, no, I mean, show, my thing too is like, I like, I personally like to show up before the customer, you know, we, yes, I have a shop. It's different than mobile, but I like to show up to my shop super early. So when the customer that is a super early bird themselves shows up, they're like surprised, like, oh crap. And I don't have nothing to do. I tinker. But, you know, if there is stuff to do, it allows me to do it. One and two, I'm there before the customer and it leaves a good impression with them, whether they're first time customers 
or return customers yeah. overall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I trained all of my employees actually um, to come to the jobs early. And then if they're, if they're early, clean the van. Yeah. So like the van pulls up, if they arrive 20 minutes early, give the van a wash. And they're like, but what? Yeah. Give the van a wash, you know? And this, this work ethic that I, I talked about, about the van washing, it actually ended up, uh, I was actually in like a business, um, uh, like a business group um, meeting with other business owners. And one of the, I was just talk, speaking about this ideology about that because I got that idea uh, uh, from the Ray Kroc from, from, uh, from McDonald's. If you got time to lean, you got time to clean. So I'm thinking, well, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean this van. And so, yeah. uh, so I, I, I told that in a business meeting or like a business uh, group. And one of the other business owners runs a limo business. And he's like, that's a great idea. Like I was at, he just told me, he's like, man, I'm actually like, I have detailers come and wash my limos like three times a week you know, what if I just had my limo drivers do that? And I said, okay, yeah, check this out. You give them waterless wash in all the limos and then you have them wash the limos while they're waiting for, for yeah. the flag. And he's like, that's a great idea. Let me see if I can implement that. He did implement that like within a month, like he eliminated all his detailing needs and his drivers were washing the cars for him. He like- yeah. Kick them a little extra, redirect the funds that you would to the detailers, to the freaking drivers. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. He redirected it to the drivers. He just started paying the drivers slightly more like, you know, you know, yeah. Incentivize. Yeah. Car gets clean. You know, you're going to get more. So clean the car throughout the day and you're going to get the bonus at the end of the day. It was still cheaper than having the mobile detailers come. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's so that's stuff, effective and efficient right there. Yeah. Effective and efficient, you know, so I really love doing stuff like that with business. Uh, um, and just like you said, running, running lean and mean, I, I talked to a lot of business owners about that. And I think that's really going to be the secret to 2022 is, is everybody who was running lean and mean, they survived COVID and, and they came out of COVID like on top, which is crazy. Everybody who wasn't running lean and mean, they had a very hard time and they struggled yeah. and a lot of them went under no, and that's, you know, and that's another thing too, to point out, you know, when you're, when you're in that mode of running lean and mean, that's fine. But when you do scale your business for growth, there are going to be growing pains to where sometimes that is not what you can do is run lean and mean. Sometimes you got to grow and then grow into it and then run lean and mean again, but yeah. that's always the goal. But yeah, as, as you hit those growth spurts, the growing pains will follow to where that, that there's finding your balance again, you know, yeah. adding more employees, having more business coming through the door and trying to find the happy medium to that again, and then getting to that and leveling it out and then going for the next growth spurt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with, with business, um, I, me as a person or just in life, I kind of thrive off. I so sounds so weird, but I kind of thrive off that stress anxiety. You know, it took, it took me till I was like 30 to understand what the word anxiety meant. I kept hearing it like, like all the time from when yeah. I was a kid, like the word anxious and anxiety and they were describing it. And I just didn't understand what it was or, or couldn't fathom what the anxiety was. And it took me till I was like 30 to realize that it, I didn't see it as negative. I saw it as like super positive boost 
And like, I was using it to boost stuff. And so it took me way longer in life till the internet evolved for me to figure it out because nobody could explain it to me like that when I was young. I'll give you a good example. I, if, if I go on a trip, um, very last minute to pack, has to be last minute to pack. Like, like I will be packing the night before, like two hours, like before I have to go to bed or an hour before I have to get to bed, I'm late. I'm like, you know, it's keeping me up now because I'm like, oh shit, am I going to miss that flight? Yeah. That's, uh, oh man, what do I need to pack now? Am I missing something? But that anxiety kind of fuels me. And I learned by talking to other people that there are other high performance, called high performance individuals that run off that type of anxiety stress, race car drivers, pilots. It's that type of stuff that like kind of wakes them up and it wakes them up. Yeah, keeps you on point. And so like, uh, you know, something that I, that I do that keeps you on point is like, I don't script any of my videos. Like people ask me, like, I've done like thousands of videos and people ask me like, oh, well, do you write the script or anything? I don't script any of my videos. I do all the videos on the fly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so like, even when I do speeches or things like that, like even big speeches, I still on the fly, the speeches, right? It's because I need that little bit of anxiety. Oh, yep. fuck up. I can screw this up. And this, I can fix it. And I'm still human. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There has to be that, like, that level of air. Like, oh, man, this, this, like, I need that. Oh, man, this could just go south right now, big time. And the, um, there's people like me that are like that. And then there's other people who are like, no, 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 I, I, I can't. I, I can't do this. I need to put like a, shut down. Yeah, I shut down. I need to put like one toe in the water. Like for me with like jumping in, I jump in the pool head first. I jump in. I don't, I don't feel the water. I don't care if it's freezing or if it's warm, I'm jumping in head first. There's some other people that they have to like get in little by little. They have to put the toe in, they have to hang their feet in for a little while. There's different types of people in life. The people that have great success in business are always the ones that jump head in. They're, yeah. the, they're like the only ones uh, uh, that go, that go head deep, you know, like, uh, uh, one person that I followed, there's not a lot of information out there is the dude who founded auto geek. I know you work over there, Bob McKee, that guy is a jump in type of guy. And like, I've met that guy like four times, right? Like, like I've talked to him a few times, uh, never gone like more than like a couple minutes, but just by meeting the guy and looking at his story, that's a jump in head first guy. Right. And if you follow the guy, it's like crazy success. And that guy's not oh, yeah. a celebrity or anything like that, but he the, stays low key and he just does his thing. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And that's something that's, that's really, really cool. And then like, I follow people like that business owners like that, because the greatest thing that I love about business is, is that you can do it all again. So you could like build something up, and like literally it could all burn to the ground and you could just start again. And it can only happen in America. It's like the only place in the world that you can like build up a castle, burn it all down, and then you can build it up again. It's like, that's what I feel keeps me going. You know, like uh, if, if like, let's say that right now uh, my business just goes out of business, just something just happens. I can just start another business tomorrow. That's the coolest thing about the country. So that's what makes me so happy about what we're doing here. Well, speaking of that, uh, what what was the, how did it present itself for you to be part of Masterson's? I mean, how did all that transpire for you? 
you know, um, as far as that background story, that origin of, of, of where that came from. And, and, you know, with it being a family company and you being the, um, the, uh, I'm sorry, the director or the creative director, I'm sorry, your name being on it, you know, how, explain how all that happened. Got you to freeze again. Hold on. Somehow we're locked up. There you are. You're back. There we go. I know. I, I, think, I wonder if it locked up on both of us. There we go. Okay. Did, oh, you, I, did you catch what I was saying? Just no, kind of give you the origin of how Masterson's yeah. how that presented itself to you. Yeah. So, you know, I actually, when you do business um, uh, with consulting, there's a lot of like agreements uh, that you're, you know, have. And you, you might be doing agreements for uh, different contracts. Well, I had a couple of contracts that were that were leading out, but they were conflicting because I was doing uh, um, consulting for brands and, and building other brands. One of them, Chemical Guys, right? Um, well, the, the opportunity arose where I where my contracts actually ended and I was able to produce more types of products. And our original goal was to open Masterson's Car Care stores uh, physical location stores. And that's what we're actually working on right now. This is the Anaheim location. So opportunity arose and I just ran with it, man. And, uh, we've just had amazing success doing this. We now ship the Masterson's car care line to 33 countries around the globe. We just opened a new store in Chile, Santiago, Chile, which is so cool uh, for us. And, um, you know, that's, what's really great about the brand that I work with the, the Masterson's brand is that we were able to develop a family brand, a family company, and uh, uh, people just have great trust in the brand. They have great trust in what we're doing, and they're able to take that and bring it to their international country. So I've had great success with meeting people internationally and then bringing the brands to other countries like Chile, Brunei, um, Malaysia, Europe, uh, Dubai. It's it's crazy. And it's allowed me to travel there and meet new people. And that's the fun part, right? That's really, really the fun part. And um, this industry, it's a huge industry. It's um, uh, The last time this, this industry was measured, it was $14 billion industry. And I think that it hasn't been measured since... I think 19 or 18. And I know that it grew in 2020. Oh, gosh. So I know that this is a bigger industry. So I'm excited to see what the actual number is, but I'm predicting it has to be at least a 16 or $17 billion industry. And what was the official year that Masterson's launched? Uh, we actually launched our first store where we opened our first physical actual like storefront. 2016, we opened our first store. Yeah in Fullerton, California. That's where we opened our first store. Um, and then we actually opened our Anaheim store in 2018. And then we're really excited for 2022 because we're actually getting ready to start building a new detailing training center in California, uh, where we're gonna be offering more detailing training and more detailing videos and filming and uh, bring our car culture just more worldwide, which is super cool, you know? So uh, my dream, is actually to get our products onto Auto Geek. That like that 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 is the number one thing. So Megan, if you're listening to this, give us a call. I don't know nobody over there. Matter of fact, I I have to check them out. I know they've been in my backyard for years. I just <laughs> no um, no. You know, six years. What you've achieved in six years? Just looking at that timeline, right? 2016 to going into 2022. That that is a lot. I mean, in, in the in the the great thing about it is you being on the forefront. 
it, it does give the impression though that you are obviously your name's on it you're the face of it you're doing so well with the video marketing that it it appears to look like you are the full-blown owner of it so it's nice that you're you know being honest and showing that yeah you're not the owner but as a creative director as a family-owned business that you are taking the torch and running with it, but you don't take full responsibility of the success. Yeah, you know, that's actually a lot of people have asked me that with other businesses as well. Like, hey man, are you the owner of Chemical Guys? Are you the owner, you know, Master Sensei? They ask me that all the time, especially when you're at SEMA, you know, uh, because you, I do so many videos. Like, yeah. uh, you know, actually we were counting the videos that I was doing on YouTube. It's, it's over 1500 videos. Yeah, there's a significant amount of other companies. It's just an insane amount of videos. And, um, you know, when you produce that amount, much of con that amount of content, um, you know, people always wonder, dude, what's this guy doing over there? You know, <laughs> what's this guy doing on the back end? You know, um, but it just goes to show you guys, whoever's watching this, how strong video marketing is, how, how large yes. uh, video production is and that you, you can, you can do it too. Everybody that's running a small business, uh, they can take their business or if they're running a micro business, I really, I really like that, uh, that term, the my, micro business. And I, I really, um, you know, a lot of detailers out there, I like talking to detailers about this. They see detailers like you, me, Rennie Doyle. They're like, whoa, these guys are working in huge shops and these big studios and stuff like that. The cool thing I love about this industry is people don't need that. As you know, yeah. uh, you could just be detailing in a corner somewhere and you could be making a million dollars a year it's just so insane I, one of my favorite videos that i love showing people justin is i have a video on youtube it's called and you anybody who's watching this can search it it's how to make a hundred thousand dollars a year washing cars and it just gives the whole business model of how to make a hundred thousand dollars washing cars and you it's just working every day a year for like four hours or five hours a day but you just have to do it every day and charging the right amount and you'll make a hundred thousand dollars a year. So if anybody is watching this out there and they just don't like their job or they, they want to do something new or they quit their job and they're looking for a new experience, auto detailing really is the place to go, man. It's really, yeah. And you know, and let's face it, you know, you, you, you're putting a number out there and obviously geographically everybody from whether it be from New York to California, down to Florida, every state's different on what their minimum wage is, what their standard income, household income is. So again, that $100,000 mark is just, it's a number that can be achieved based on what Greg was saying, with just doing washes, keeping it simple to say. Simple, For yeah. those of you that want to earn more, make more then yeah, that's achievable as well. And there's, there's methods and, and, and a business plan to put into action for that based on what you want to make per year. But on average, $100,000 washing cars is damn good money and definitely more than what you'd make on the average job per year income. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it, there. I mean, there's. It really depends on what you like doing and and how much um, how much time you want to spend. One thing that I love about detailing, and it's the the best thing, man. We work a lot of hours as detailers. We work a lot, and and I work a lot of time, right? But because I work, uh, uh, I'm able to craft my job, and I'm able to. Um, especially with detailing, you're able to craft your hours. You could like work less and have more free time. Like, uh, you know, this is a good question. You know, I ask a lot of people when I do consulting, what's more important for you is making $200,000 a year and having no free time important for you, or is making $60,000 a year 
but you're only working like three hours a day and you get, and you take all your vacations and you get to spend more time with your kids. What's more important? And a lot of people that they, they sometimes struggle with choosing that man. Yeah. Or having, having so much money and no free time or a bunch of free time and less money. It's a really good question. Me as an individual, I'd kind of rather have the less money, more free time. <laughs> yeah, I'm a uh, part-time work, full-time pay kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, I mean, as me as an individual, I like to enjoy my time. And, and, and time is the one thing you can't buy more of, you know what I mean? So um, uh, me as a person that's working here, I couldn't even imagine working another job where I'm working so much more time. Uh, because like right now, if I wanted to, I can just schedule a day off and I can just go ride motorcycles for a day and I can come back and, and, and feel refreshed and have a great time. Other people, they got to go nine to five every single day. And, uh, detailing, detailing is the one thing that gave me the opportunity yeah. to change that lifestyle, you know, your own, your own schedule. Yeah. To make, to make it your own schedule. I mean, I know detailers where they only work a couple times a year. You know, I also, I also know detailers where they travel the country, just detailing. Why do the, why, why do I have to detail in New York in the winter? I'm going to go to Florida and yeah. I'll go back to New York in the, in the summer, you yep. know, great way to work. Oh, great. And a great op- option and great opportunities. I feel like in detailing, there's so many opportunities and the opportunities really keep me excited. And uh, not, not just for opportunities, new people starting, but even opportunities for you, opportunities for me, opportunities for everybody. It's a huge industry. Yeah. Cause it lands a platform and it creates a position for others later down the road as, as we grow as an industry. Yeah. Now with you being on the forefront of, of a lot of the videos in, in, in the detail industry, I mean, you were there in the beginning where videos weren't really a thing, but you know, you created that, you helped create that space tremendously. And a lot of credit is due to you for that. And it helped a lot. I mean, there's other names as well that have done it, not to take away from them. But again, you've had a, you had a major platform to work with and a major brand to work with off that platform. However, nowadays with videos finally being a thing, you know, there's TikTok, there's um, Instagram, Facebook. What do you see with being a video guy yourself and helping establish everything as being the most relevant way to do videos? What platform do you feel has right now more success if you were a detailer doing short videos, long videos, whatever it may be, just getting into it. What would you, what would you yeah, say? I tell everybody just get into it. TikTok. I mean, I tell a lot of people about this. TikTok is so, so important. I've been talking about this for like two years, almost TikTok, uh, that it's so, so important. I know the, the crazy thing about this is detailers are usually very slow to adapt things and, um, and it sometimes can hinder the business, but TikTok is really just blown up. And I've seen people go from zero to 100 real quick off TikTok. Yeah. Really? Yeah. TikTok. I just, the growth and the, 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 um, algorithm for growth is very, very, very. And you're able to scale with TikTok as far as watching who sees you and what's happening and all that. You know, I feel like with the, who sees who and who sees you in the future with social media, it's going to be what you pay for. And And as a, person that's running a business, you can start out organically. And um, this is what we were talking about is you could start out organically, but how do you get bigger after that? And that's where ads come in. That's where paid ads, pay-per-click ads, Google ads, TikTok ads. TikTok has a new ads platform. Um, uh, Google My Business ads, all these type of ads are what, what will take your 
million dollar business to five million. You know, uh, you could actually make a business a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollar a year business. You can even make a five. I believe you can make a five hundred thousand dollar a year business with a zero dollar marketing budget. I believe yeah. it. And I'm, oh, yeah. I've seen it happen and I've worked with businesses that we've done it. And I've, I even have my own startups that have done those same exact numbers with a zero budget of, of marketing. Um, and so if you're watching this out there and you're like, man, dude, like, I'm not like Greg, I don't work at Masterson's. I'm not like Justin. I don't work at Buff and Shine. Those companies have budgets. I, I got like three fitty and a granola bar. Like, bro, just go out there and eat that granola bar and make five videos and post them yeah. on because it costs you zero, you know? Yeah. And that's that's what I love about social media right now is it's it it literally costs you zero. I mean, as somebody who studied marketing my whole life, I just remember being a kid in like 1997. And I and me as somebody who just wanted to do marketing and and grow businesses, like the I remember this as a kid. I I I looked at I was watching some commercial, I asked my dad how much does that commercial cost? And he told me, he's like, that's like a $2 million commercial. And I, I thought to myself, like the same thing, fuck. Yeah. How would I, how would I ever get there? That would take me 40 years. And I'm just like imagining like, shit, by the time I get there, I'm going to be old. Yeah. And dead. Yeah. And like, then we're going to be able to see your return. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, that sucks. You know what I mean? But I would have never dreamed in 1997, that we could have like little brick square devices that we could just make endless amount of commercials on yep. every day. And it could reach thousands of people. And all we have to do is pay like 20 bucks and you pay 20 bucks and you're, you're now in front of 3000 people. That's insane, man. And, and I know a lot of people that are running businesses right now, I think they take that for granted. Uh, the power that they have in their pocket, man. It's insane. No, I know a guy to your point that, you know, he was basically doing headlight restoration. He would hang out outside of like a grocery store, like a Walmart, a public, somewhere like that. And he would ask if somebody wanted their headlights done. Now he may have not been doing it by the book with all the professional steps that we take, you know, but the point is he was doing it quick and making videos on it and posting them on his social media. And that grew into people actually requesting services from him. And yeah. from requesting to be in mobile and now it has a shop, but all started from basically hanging out in the parking lot, taking videos of him doing headlight restoration. And then it all went from there. He just literally watched every penny that came in and went out to make sure it was reinvested to the right direction he wanted to be in. Yeah, that's that 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 is insane that you could start something from so small. Like that. Yeah. That is literally like the coolest like thing. I mean, I, I find that like that basics so, so good. I know this sounds really weird, but I get like the biggest kick off doing um, like small sales just in like the basic environment. So like, believe it or not, every once in a while, I just for fun, will go to like swap meets and sell Masterson's car care products at like a table. Because it's like the most basic sales interaction with some people that you could get in like a really tough environment. Like, yeah. I just like people are going to heckle you. They're not going to buy anything. They're going to lowball you. Like you're, you're in a weird environment. Keeps you sharp. 
Yeah. And, and it keeps you really, really sharp. And there's like a lot of people that like doing that. Like if you follow other entrepreneurs like Gary V, like Gary Vaynerchuk, that yeah. guy goes to like garage sales just to haggle <laughs> stuff and then sell it on eBay, right? Well, like my kick is I like taking the stuff that we make and taking it places and selling it in weird, hard environments. Yeah. I get a kick when I like close that deal with somebody that like totally wasn't expecting to buy a bottle of wax. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I like that hardcore, you know, um, uh, style selling. And that like, it's kind of like what you were saying with the guy with the headlight restorations. He's in a parking lot. He's just selling headlight restoration. Yeah. It's so basic. Like I love, that's what gives me so hyped about this. The worst thing they could do is say no. The worst thing they do is say no. And that's uh, something I noticed that um, uh, anybody who's watching this, that if they want to be good at business, there's two things you got to learn. This is the best thing in business. You got to learn how to get told no. And you got to learn how to say no. Like yeah. it's those two things that'll make you a millionaire right there. 100%. Oh, and, the, and the, to add to that, the more no's you get, the closer you'll get to a yes. Yes, correct. Yes. You have to get uh, a, a lot of no's. You Collect know? them. Collect yeah. them because it'll just get you closer to a yes. A lot of no's, you know what I mean? And and you got you gotta keep going and like no, 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 no. Like check is out. Like I've called like I actually like calling and, and trying to sell stuff and then be like, no, okay. Cause it, it makes you go like harder. Like I've I I think I've like I've contacted AutoGeek like 10 times to sell MasterSense. No, 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 no. I'm gonna try again in 11th, the 12th. We, you just got to keep going. Right. And I tell people just don't give up. You know what I mean? Like how many no's will it be until you get a yes, but that yes, it'll be so much more. Like, <laughs> <be> so sweet. <laughs> Guarantee it. So with where we're at on time, Greg, uh, on, on the podcast, um, I would say a couple things. One, how would people get a hold of you and or masters in scar care as far as a, a direct plug for you? And of course for products as well. Okay. Yeah. If you ever want to get a hold of us, you can just give us a call. You can actually call us direct and you can actually ask to talk to me. They'll actually transfer you to me if they want. Uh, our phone number 1-800-495-5199. You can also check out our products on our website, mastersonswax.com and follow us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash mastersons car care and uh, follow us on all of our social media. We do a lot of great stuff and you know, the cool thing about here at Masterson's Car Care is we're so easy to get a hold of and we provide great customer service here. Here at Masterson's Car Care, customer service is number one priority. That's like the number one priority here. So um, I know it's very hard for people to like have companies to call nowadays. You, you might not be able to even get a hold of somebody, but what's cool about here is you call, you get a hold of somebody and they'll help you out and they'll guide you through things. So uh, that's what's really cool. So feel free to reach out to us. Give us a call or even just message us and, and, and speak to us. We'd love to meet you. Nice. Or keep up with Greg on social media and you can see all the shaking and moving he's doing. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's <laughs> and I'm really excited for 2022. I think um, uh, I got to travel to Dubai. We're going to do a lot of Dubai content. Uh, we're opening a new training center uh, in California, which we're going to start construction on in the next like two months, which we're very excited about. Uh, we're also going to be opening a new store in San Diego, which is so, which is going to be really, really cool. Um, really, in, really deep in San Diego. I was just actually out there checking out some locations of that we're going to be locking down in San Diego. So we're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff. And so just follow us. 
see what we do. And um, if, if you're watching this out there, one thing that I love to tell people is I actually want to meet you. If, you. if you're actually listening to this, I'd love to meet you. Come down to our store or find me anywhere. Just, hey, Greg, what's up, man? And I'd love to meet you. And I, I, I tell this to a lot, uh, a lot of people, Justin. And it was great this year at SEMA because I just walked around and people were like, hey, Greg, how's it going? And, and, and it, because I said that for like three years over and over and over again, this year, a lot of people just came up to me and we got great pictures and a great time and, and great food. And it really made a great interaction after so long of being locked up. I know. And it's not, not having a SEMA. I'll tell you what, 2019 is so, it was so memorable because it being the last like official good SEMA, but it was nice because we all got to hang out. And when you were, you know, when you did, you attended a, quite a few of the parties, especially like Rennie's and stuff like that, but it was just nice. Everybody's able to get together, mingle. It was manufacturers, detailers, you name it. And that's, that's one of the, the great things about this industry is I think that we're more together than we are against each other versus other industries that are so competitive at so many levels. Yeah, you know, the crazy thing about this industry and about any, any industry is what I love about business is, is that, um, you know, for people who are watching this and don't study business, there's a, a concept in business. It's a theory where if you open up, if you have a business and that business is selling, let's say $100,000 a year, and then another business opens up right next door doing the same thing, that it's going to take away the business from the original business. But in reality, they'll actually both do 25 to 50% more business than if they were standalone by just being next to each other. So it's interesting how, you know, business, if it is not just a monopoly game, it's also uh, let's, let's be next to each other and we'll both grow. And that's yeah. the thing is like, even though uh, McDonald's and Burger King uh, sell competing products in their competition, them both being next to each other and across the street from each other makes them both grow. And that's the, that's my, that's like the coolest concept about business for me is that like unification growth, how we all grow, how we all grow better and how we all build up wealth and success together rather than just standing one man alone. That's something that's always on the Now, usually I asked for what advice you could give the viewers, which you've helped tremendously on, but just to kind of give yourself uh, or give the viewers something from yourself to say that you would feel is, is just a good hefty amount of advice for those, whether it be other people wanting to get into uh, distribution or down to the detailer himself, what advice would you have directly from you, Greg? You know, I got some great advice, just even for the business owners or people out there. And number one is like, stay positive, man. And like positivity will always win no matter what in, in, in business, in life, especially in business. Uh, I've noticed, um, you know, when I'm, you know, in this world, we live in such like a negative world. Sometimes there's like so much crime and you go on Facebook and there's so much negativity and everybody just wants to make a shitty comment on Facebook. Right. But if you stay positive, you will attract more positive people. It's literally the law of attraction. And, and it really is seriously one of the, the, the truest things that with business, the more I stay positive, the more I attract more positive people. And uh, I, I think that that's something amazing. It's like, I'll tell even a really story, crazy short story about staying positive is that, you know, um, uh, one, we were looking for a new employee here and uh, we were just, we were just thinking about it one day and I was staying positive and I was like, we're going to find this employee. We're getting ready to set this up. And we're just staying positive about it. 
And all of a sudden, this guy just walked into our sh shop and just said, hey, what's up? My name's Osvaldo. I'm looking for a job. Just that same day, just like that. And a lot, and, and I, I told a lot of my crew, that's because we were staying positive and our minds were thinking about it and it manifested itself. Yep. And, and that just came in. And now that person has been on our team for like a year. Nice. And just by walking in the door and asking, hey man, are you guys hiring? I want a job here at the same exact weird time. So I tell people, stay positive. You will manifest things like that, uh, that you will, you will, you will go. And I tell people all this is, if, if you're in a business, set your goals like three times as high. <laughs> and I, I, I really think my, I have like only like one regret is that I didn't set my goals high enough that if I would have tripled or quadrupled my goal level, that I would be a billionaire right now. That's yeah. how I tell people shoot, that. Shoot for the stars, land on the moon. Yeah. You, you got, you got to do it. And I tell people that's the way you will truly have success, man. Well, awesome. Well, I appreciate it. And that definitely great advice so as far as wrapping things up um greg number 55 for reflection artist live much appreciated hopefully we get up into the triple digits and yes. i can have you back on as a guest which would be great yes. um outside of that though i think it was as far as a great podcast so for everybody who has had the opportunity to watch thank you and then for a later date if you're just listening or watching thank you on behalf of of course buff and shine and greg so I'm going to cut out. I got some things to do here at the shop. I'm sure you do as well. So yeah. much appreciated, Greg. And thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. And hopefully we'll see you on the next one on the reflection artist feature, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thank you, Greg. Take care. Thanks for tuning in this week to Reflection Artist Live. We hope you had fun and learned something new. If you missed an episode or are looking for more, check us out on our social media or podcast platforms. And join us next week when we have another amazing guest. Don't miss it. We'll be talking business, life, and detailing. Also, don't forget to check out BuffAndShine.com for a variety of buffing pads and accessories for your detailing arsenal.